Cowabunga dudes! Uh, hey there, it's Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you are listening to Grail Hunters Australia podcast with my friends Neville, Ben, and Michael. It's awesome. It's gonna be the best show ever! Hello everyone and welcome to the Greylanders Australia podcast. The song featured in the intro is called Mars by the band Torrential Thrill, Melbourne band and Steve Boyd, Greylanders member on bass. We'd like to welcome to this episode Lenore Zan, who to all our pop culture geeks are most famous for X-Men animated series with the voice of Rogue, but also starred in many other voiceovers including Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Avengers and Outlaw Star. And if that's not enough, Lenore was also the scream queen of 80s horror, including movies like Visiting Hours and Happy Birthday to Me. Let's jump right into it. Have you got a drink ready to go at least? It's a Saturday. I've got a coffee. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I, I was just thinking this morning, this is Sunday morning session for us, but right. you're ruining your Saturday night to spend with us. That's a totally different. Yeah. That's that's Listen, pretty I mean, pretty amazing. <laughs> that's okay. I don't I don't mind. We're we're all in lockdown over here, anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So let me so introduce me. Who's who's all there? All right. So we've got. I'll I'll let Ben go because he's top left on my screen. Um, top right. You're top left on mine. <laughs> we're <laughs> top friend. left brothers. Hello, hello, Lenore. How are you? I'm great. Look at that. What do you got in the background over there? You got Iron Man and Oh no, that's uh that's a Spartan from Red versus Blue. So uh oh. yeah. And then some poppy machined uh yes. ran Mazinga up the top and just stuff. It's my my stuff is sort of concentrated in one room of the house, which is just the way my wife likes it. So okay, right. as opposed to, to these are the guys here where it's just, it's everywhere, isn't it? It's a, it's a yeah. homage. It's our world, really. It's a homage really. to, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So, Mikey, and look, what, I, I'm noticing yours. How much of this stuff do you have in your place, though, Lenore? Is it like, um, you know? I've got, I've, stuff, I've got stuff in a lot of different places. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I've collected rogue things for a while. And when I do the Comic-Cons, people are really kind and, and give me stuff. Yeah, that, that, that was going to be one of our questions, actually, about how your your role as rogue influenced your collecting habits and I'm, I'm very sure that you know you, you you get a lot through all the conventions and through the circuit people give you things I do awesome right? I do yeah and nice drawings and things like that you know like their artwork where they like to draw rogue yeah uh, and now I have a pop toy right I've got a new pop you know those do you get those yeah, yeah. pop toy yeah things? the pop vinyl yeah. ones yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so we've got one now that just came out with Gambit and Rogue. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's a good good combo to have. Eh? So is it, is it a double pack with the two of them or is it? No, it's just, the, just okay. two little ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. Cool. But it just happened. And who's this now? I'm Mike. Hi, Mike. Nice to meet you, Lenore. Uh, nice I actually you. have uh, your first appearance just over here. Avengers so. or which one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll oh, see nothing. Oh, that. Yeah. And is that that's so, the is that Tigra or that's the rogue, rogue one? Rogue. That's, this is Rogue. Okay, because you know I played Tigra so. too in in a cartoon series, The Avengers. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, The Avengers. Yeah. It that one only lasted for I think like one season or something, though. Yeah, it's a it's a different story with the X Men though because it it ran for what a bunch of seasons, but it also five, had, five years. I think. But it also you did five years. Cover. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't think we like we weren't involved in the movies, of course. I mean, oh, okay. they they did movies, but we weren't we weren't part of those. Although we would love to be. Yeah. I I mean, personally, I would love to play Rogue 
I, <laughs> I, I thought they kind of, they made her very, um, I thought that they made her more like Jubilee. I think they were going for an age demographic, so they made her yeah. really young. Yeah, and yeah. not like sexy at all. <laughs> like she wasn't like sexy and had been around yeah. and had that gravelly nah, voice. She was awkward. Just, yeah, mm. you know. So I yeah. I think they kind of they lost the mark there in the movies, which was a pity. But yeah. Oh well. And, I, and, and really, I'm disappointed that they they didn't bring you back for the 2000 series when they decided to do another series of the X-Men cartoon yes. uh, where they based it. They deliberately brought it back because the X-Men movie was getting popular. So they thought that they could give it another shot at this. So I was disappointed that they didn't bring you back for that one though. Thank you. So was I. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was weird because uh, in 2000, I was living in Los Angeles and we had done the original X-Men in Toronto, those five seasons. But so by, the, by, the, by 2000, I was in Hollywood. I was doing stuff there. And then I heard that they were doing the anime, another new animated series of the X-Men in Vancouver, where I had an apartment. Like, I had an apartment in Vancouver, so I could have easily done it. But they had decided that they didn't want to use any of the originals. They just wanted That's to go for this, a new thing. So it's too, it's really, it would have been, it's too bad. I would have loved to do that. But, you know, so, so are you hooked up at all with um Mentas. I tried to hook you up there. Are you on Twitter? No, I'm on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. I am. I am. Beekman is on okay. Twitter. So which one, Ben or you? No, Mike. Mike. I am Mike. You're on yep. Twitter? Okay, so if yep. you go to, if you check out X yeah. Mentas, like X-Men, T-A-S, yeah. that stands for X-Men, the animated series. Yeah. yeah. The people that, that do that one, Ju Julia, oh God, I've forgotten her last name right now. But they wrote, they wrote the X Men original series. Oh, okay. And yeah, and they want, and they're they're trying to see if we can get maybe another few seasons or something. Get Marvel, Disney, or cool. Disney Plus, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Disney Plus. Yeah. So, uh, so last night they had a like a screening of the X Men on, I guess it was Disney. Yeah, Disney Plus, and they oh, that's were the one live. You said yeah. That's when you said right. you were. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. And they're going to do the second episode on May the 1st, which is next Friday. Okay. So, yeah. So, well, and that's, a, a, yeah, I forget what time it, it's on at, but keep an eye out on X-Mentas. Yeah, and sure. then, you know, if fans are really interested and whatever, who knows? Like, it would be really nice if we could get them to do another another season. Oh, that'd be yeah, amazing. That'd be cool. And you know what? It would be that Everybody who watched it back then are, you know, they, they're around yes. and they're dying for it because when Disney's the streaming service came around last year, October, November, and they announced that the X-Men series was on there, the group that we're all part of, the Grey Lanterns group on uh, on Facebook, that yeah. everybody lost their shit, to be honest with you. Oh, because, really? Because we all grew up with it. We all we all uh, watched it. And we, you know, right. We, we're all the comic well. collectors, but at the same time, that was your... That was your entertainment yes. when you go down for school or whatever. So for sure, nice. for sure. So while that's wonder if it's going, um, well, we'll see yeah. how He-Man goes, Masters of the Universe, which is like the next, you know. Is that, um, what are they going to do with that one? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's redoing it for yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Mm. So what's old is, yep. yeah, what's old is new again, but once, you know, these things come in waves. Yeah, yeah. So you think that once something gets momentum and everyone starts scrambling and everyone's looking for content for their uh, platforms. I know. These days. I know. Yeah. Well, so, no wonder. 
a lot of things are being dragged off the shelf and let's, let's yes. do this again. Yeah. Yeah. I, know. Yeah. I know. Well, drag me off the shelf. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's a life of abstracts you lead, yeah. though, right? With the, yeah, yeah. the politics yes. of the week and this, uh, this yes. on your own time. Ten years is lo it's long enough in politics, though, isn't it, Lenore? I think ten years is a nice rounded-out political career. <laughs> yeah. Except that I, I'm, I'm only just elected federally. Oh, well, so then I you got nine more years. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I have only been a federal representative for five months. Oh, and it's COVID-19 and, oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Talk about a challenging environment. Yes. So when, when, when did you leave Australia? Because you were born in Sydney. We right? we left when I was um, eight years old. Okay. So so but I but we used to go back like every few years we'd go back to Sydney. Um, and I was there maybe about five years ago. I still have a large family there. Yep. In Sydney, Zans. If you hear any Zans at ANN, that that's my family. And you did you? Did you time that to be around a Supernova Comic Con or Oz Comic Con or something? While <laughs> no, you were at that time it was we were having a family reunion, so mm. I just went back for that. But I'd okay. love to come over for a Comic Con sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah they are really gaining momentum. Yeah, it's much bigger than it's been over the years. I know. And every time I go, I'm kind of like, yeah, overwhelmed. Yeah, oh, it's great. Oh, it's not. It's nothing compared to San Diego that we've gone to. True. Um, Yes. But but I, I think not much is like San Diego. You can't really use this that as a benchmark, right? There's zombie yeah. apocalypse, maybe, but that's probably yes. the most yeah. similar thing. Yeah, I think between... So what, my, Melbourne, does the, so they have one in Melbourne? Uh, we got two yeah. annual big ones. We got Supernova and Oz Comic Con. Supernova actually happened right before the COVID restrictions and lockdowns started, the weekend before. Okay. And they, mm -hmm. you could already see the effects of it. So there were less people because people were oh. a little bit more mindful. Mm. But I would still say they probably got about 20,000, 30,000 people through the door, which wasn't bad. Uh, we were in stage one then. We were at stage one already when it came out. I'm just trying to think oh, only of the just, chronology yeah, of it yeah. all. Yeah. Well, we went through. I know. Believe me. I mean, I only just started going to them. The X-Men, all of us, only just started going well, uh, I, about a year ago, actually, we were invited to Texas. So we went to Texas, and then we went to Tennessee, and then we went to uh, Los Angeles at, like, I think it was, when did we go to Los Angeles? In uh, October or November? And there were, like, 100,000 people at that one. What? That was pretty amazing. Mm, that pretty was good. intense. And it was yeah. the whole group, the x what The entire it group was, was there? It was, like, five of us. Five, oh, that's five, awesome, five of us. Yeah. Mm. And then we went to one more. We went to New Orleans in January, January the 2nd. And that was fun. But then, yeah. and then that was it for, for, for me because I've, I've been busy working since then. But, and then everything kind of just shut down, right? And now yeah. I'm looking at all those shots of like New Orleans where we just were, yeah. where all those poor people are dying and yeah, the streets are crazy. Wow. Mm. You know, we were only just there months before, so... But yeah, bring us over to Australia. We'll yeah, I think I think the the benefit of being on an island is we're kind of isolated in the head of the curve. So the stage yeah. restrictions, as they came in, just flattened everything. So even when we come out the other side, it'll probably be still borders closed for a while. But people are yeah. going to be starving for a good comic con or a good event. Um, <laughs> right. With everything, we being might be canceled. allowed to go to New Zealand or something like that. I think that's <laughs> <laughs> that's as overseas as it's going to get for us for the next year or so. Really, you think so, eh? I think so. so. Yeah, 
Yeah, because what's even if I was going to yeah. say, even if we come out of it really well and we're ahead of the rest of the world, you've still got to you defined by your lowest common denominator with a disease like this, aren't you? You know, so yes. if if Africa's just riddled with COVID, then yes. you, you know, or or Central America, or you know, yeah. uh, New York, <laughs> there's there's not <laughs> yes. going to be much travelling for anyone. Yeah. I don't think it's um, one of those things where you're only as strong as your weakest link, really. If absolutely, I know. I, I agree. And it's going to be but, crazy. But somebody. Somebody should tell Donald Trump that. Oh, I, bet <laughs> I think he has been told many times. <laughs> do you do you thank your lucky stars, Lenore, if you reflect back to you moving away when you were eight yes. <laughs> that it was Canada and not the States. You know yes. what I mean? <laughs> Big time. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Although you know, although I did get my green card. I got oh, you, yeah. so you can choose so to go yeah. back to to if you want. Right? I, I I could just wait it no out way. first. <laughs> just no, tear I, that green I, card up. Yeah, the CIA yeah. is probably listening to this podcast and is going <laughs> to ban you afterwards anyway. That's true. That's true. The CIA and China. <laughs> that's it, China. <laughs> China. <laughs> uh, oh how do they have a president like that? <laughs> I don't know, man. It still it staggers me. I don't know. What was the last? The last thing was was uh, injecting yourself with disinfectant. The, the disinfectant. That was like. Two days ago or something. Ladies and gentlemen, the leader of the free world. <laughs> I kind of yes. want to like pass him, you know, that needle and go, you first. You do <laughs> it first <laughs> and then we'll do it. Oh, yeah, that and sunshine and heat. Mm, oh, yes, and ultraviolet. Yeah. Mm, mm, <laughs> mm. We've got a few questions. So oh, for, nice. for people who like Rogue, you know, what's the type of stuff they should go after? Things that you own, big things like that, right? Um, okay, and we well, buy I'm the not, stuff you own, you know. <laughs> if I, if I, can I move around while I'm talking to you? Or yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Because I want to just grab a couple of, uh, I want to grab a couple of things that I, I do have that I, that I really like. Sure. Hold on, I'm going to be passing through some different rooms. I'll show you. I, let's see if you can see these. So I've got this up on my wall. This is my first piece. Can you see that? Oh, yes. Oh, that's nice. That's very nice. Yeah. That's classic Rogue, eh? Yes. It's and amazing. that's a cell from the original series, which the, um, which the producers gave me at the end of the series. Mm. Oh, right. The producers oh, of the nice, show, eh? yeah, they gave us that. That's an original cell. Yeah. And then I... And then when I was living in Los Angeles, I got a second one uh, at a store. See that one? Oh, yes. Oh, mm. that's nice. That's beautiful, yeah. eh? It's got a stamp on it, the original production. X43, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. It's beautiful. When you went and to that, buy that, that's old school animated ones too, right? So it's the cell yeah. across, across the backdrop. Oh, yes, exactly. And I think... You know, when when they did the show, they did a lot of stuff in Korea. They okay. did a lot of the artwork in Korea. Yeah. yeah, and in, and in fact, the gentleman uh, Larry Houston, who was the creator of the show, and started the artwork and drew the characters based on you know the Stanley characters and everything, he's still alive. Larry Houston, he just joined Twitter recently, but he's been coming with us on these um, on these Comic Cons, and he um, he's an incredible artist, and he was the storyboard editor as well and he has won the like the ink is i think it's called the ink pot award or ink oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Award, yeah. Right? yeah and he, he is the first black storyboard art editor 
uh, for like for these mainstream shows. And he's a lovely, lovely man. It would be really nice if you could get him again to come on the show because he that would knows be amazing. way more. Oh yeah, yeah. that would be amazing. Because because yeah, <clears throat> that'd be great. I can hook you up. That'd be amazing. Um, he he um he knows everything about the comics. In fact, here there was a picture that we had taken when we were there at the which one is this this was one of the comic cons we did i don't know if you can see this can you see yep. that oh, yeah yeah so that's him on the end okay can you see everybody yep. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. We can. So, yep with the signatures so it looks great beside mm. me the guy the tall guy scratching his chin that's chris potter who is um of course my boyfriend remy oh yes remy gambit, gambit. Yep. Yep. The guy beside him is uh, is is uh, oh my god, Beast. Yes, Get McCoy. Beast. Yep. yep. Yeah, and then the one beside him with the yellow jacket on—that's Cal Dodd. He's Wolverine. That's Wolverine. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cal Dodd. That's amazing, right? man. Yeah, and then the guy on the end is Doctor Sinister, Chris Britton. Very nice. So Jeez, that's awesome, Booza. man. Gary Booza is the name of Beast. So that was just taken recently. Uh, that was I, that was probably in Los Angeles when we went to L.A. A fan gave me this, which was really nice, that they made on glass. So it's made on glass. Good, yeah. And, oh, very cool. Yeah. And it, you can hang it up. <clears throat> they, but they, they made it and, and gave this to me, which I just love. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's glass and ink. Uh, and then this, somebody made me this. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> She's cute. I love her. So is that your rogue room? Because all these things seem to be um, in the same room. Yes. This, yeah. this one, I have a lot more stuff in. I've got some play things from plays that I've done as well. And I keep my, so there's, I have like, oh, I have my X-Men. I have oh, look these at that. Are my X-Men things mm. here. X-Men and Gambit and Rogue. That one just came out recently. Yep. This is my character, Aisha Clan Clan from Outlaw Star. Oh, yeah, Outlaw Star, yeah, the show, the, mm. the big one. Mm. Yeah, so somebody gave me one of these. It's a, it's um, one of those things that you put in. It's a video version. I don't know what those things are, but, but it's like a record, but it, it's Oh, a like video. a laser disc? Laser yeah, disc. it's a laser, laser disc. disc. Yeah. Right. Ah, okay. Old school. That's cool. So, yeah, so they right. gave me that. <laughs> And uh, here's a here's somebody gave me this as well, which is really cool. You'll like this one. Check this out. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, that's that's one of one of the great covers with 173, I think. Yeah. Yep, that's oh, right. September mm, 173. Yeah. So that's one of the originals. That's what Brogue used to look like. I like her better now. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I like. But her, that I that like was early days, now. I think. Mm. Yes. So then I, I also give out these. I, I sign these for people, for fans. You know, there's a lot. Yep. I have a lot of those that I give out and like little cards. The real question is, do you have a fan fan email from Matt Sutton framed somewhere? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get you wanted to be on the podcast, Matt. Use your chance. You're on the podcast. We're shouting out to well, one of our yes, devout exactly. listeners. <laughs> I, do, I do. I I get a lot of fan mail, and I write. I always write back. And I was going to say, I, there's a book that the writers, um, Eric Leewald and Julia Leewald. That, that's the uh, on Twitter. They're X Mentas. So here's the, a book that they, they came out with. Check it out. It's called Previously on X-Men, The oh, Making nice. of an Animated Series. It's oh, an, sweet. So it's behind the scenes thing. Yeah. yeah so it's, 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 Jesus, the, thick. It's, it is. It's really <laughs> thick. And it's got I'm buying it as we speak. Artwork, <laughs> drawing. Oh, it's See got this? the drawing and script. 
got scripts. It's got pictures of us. It's got yeah, two-part pilot script. It's got the That's drawings. Great. It's got us, and then chapters on each one of us on there you see yeah, so that's out there called previously on x-men the making of an animated series an insider's look at the landmark worldwide hit by eric leewald and julia leewald was his wife my dogs are barking at me Hold yes on. you're Can a you? dog person that's even better i what? am i've got two come I've on got, that's I've what got i was four. speakman's got three and a half or two <laughs> three and a half I have one, and he's, he's he's enough for two, man. So Manu. Oh, well, I have I had three, but my seventeen-year-old died last year. This is this is Ruby. She's oh, the Ruby. oldest. She's beautiful. She is. She's dirty. They've been out grubbing around. We, we went for a nice walk and watched the sunset. And she's thirteen. Oh, she's so this is my little companions. Yeah. Nice so long first, just coming out of the. Look, I'm I'm very keen on. Um, like I went through obviously your IMDb history, and I love right. the, I love the '80s thriller horror genre, <laughs> <laughs> and I was so really I, really excited because some of you know what some of those movies I watched in the early '90s when I was 14, 13, right. I was like, these are amazing. You, you actually really? co-starred William Shatner in one of them. Yes, nights. yes. Who's That's, Canadian? Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. How yeah. was Bill? <laughs> um, he was actually he was actually very nice at, at that time. He was very nice at that time. At that time. <laughs> was, um, he was a big star, and he came back to Canada to shoot the movie. I think we shot it in in Montreal. Yeah. Uh, was that was that one uh, visiting hours? Visiting hours. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And and Michael Ironside was in that. That was his first big break. Do you know who he is? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. He's on a lot of different TV shows. He's Canadian. That was mm. his first major break. Um, and Linda Pearl was in that. And also, oh my gosh, was it Lee? The, the older woman that was in it that played oh, the uh, t- mm. TV host. She was Lee Remick. Yeah. She was in a lot of old movies, like when she was younger. Yeah, yeah. Big, big Hollywood star. She was fantastic. That's amazing. And um, it was only like, I think, my second movie. Okay. No, my third movie i'd only done three i was 20 yeah i was 20 years old that was my third movie um and i had become uh like a overnight kind of sensation uh at the age of 20 because i had played marilyn monroe in a rock opera oh yes yeah yeah right on the life of marilyn monroe here and that incorporated back yeah yeah that's and so, so good, that man. sort of yeah, so that put a, put me on like the front page of every newspaper, and then I started getting movie and TV offers. And so, in Canada in the eighties, we were mainly doing a lot of horror films because yeah. it was a new film community that at that time, and there was a lot of tax write offs. I called them tax write offs for dentists because dentists could save money by investing in the film industry or anybody who was rich who made a lot of money and they wanted to save their money they could invest <laughs> so they could in films invest. yeah that's awesome so, <laughs> so but so they made a lot of uh, horror films because horror films a are cheaper to make apparently and b um they would get them started you know would put yeah. their name out there even like roger yeah. corman started with horror films yeah and oh, then yeah. went on to make other films yes so we i reflect we on peter jackson's earlier films 
Peter Jackson. Yeah. Remember his 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 of films course. like Bad Taste and uh, no. Meet the Fetals. Oh, don't oh, oh yeah, no. you would have. Yeah, you see how far someone can come from that stuff. Yeah, right, so. exactly, right. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I'm a huge fan of Australian films, especially the '80s films like Peter Weir. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, Picnic yeah. at Hanging Rock, The yeah. Wave. Chant of Jimmy Blacksmith is one of my favorite movies of all time. Do you know that one? The Chant of Jimmy uh, Blacksmith? No, no. Amazing no. Australian film. Um, also, of course, My Brilliant Career. Yeah. Gillian I always, Armstrong. I always think um, Gallipoli. There's, you know, there's the definitive Gallipoli. Australian. Yeah. Fantastic movie. You know, just, you see, but you, you, we, well, in Australia, we had a government, Gulf Whitlam. Whitlam, yep. is that what's his yep. name? At yep. the time. Yep. Who believed in the arts and believed mm. in, in, in in putting money into into Australian homemade films, like mm. not homemade, but you know, yeah. locally grown locally, films. Locally, yeah, homegrown. Yeah. And I, I I wish that all governments were like that because it it's hard to get films made, and then it's hard to get them distributed. It's, you know, unless you're in mm. America. Yeah. And so we need that kind of a help. We need that yeah. kind of help. But in, in so in in the in the 90s we were no 80s we were doing a lot of those horror films yeah. here. And, and you know what? I I actually I, I was going through some of my boxes because I moved countries a few times, and I still mm-hmm. have a lot of my old VHS videos. And I was hoping yes. I still had Happy Birthday to me because it was <laughs> I think we're no way. Uh, you yeah. weren't in that way, you Lenore. You weren't in Happy yes. Birthday to me. You weren't. Oh my yes. God! That's been yeah. <laughs> every <laughs> time. <laughs> and that's is that the one with the the shish kebab in the guy's mouth? Yes. Is, yes. 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 <laughs> every time. Right. I've never seen it, but every time I'd go looking for weekly videos, we used to get seven for seven dollars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for a week. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, the shish kebab in the guy's. Mouth. I, I never watched it, but it was there all the time. You know Same as like the hills it. have eyes, and you know. I can tell you now, Ben. If I find it, we put movie notes. I've got a VHS. Okay, perfect. If I find oh my it, god. Movie notes. <laughs> I was just. Blown my mind, and also it's blown my That's mind. That's okay, and, and, and you should watch it, and then that way, you know, you'll 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 remember me. Then you'll recognize me. But yeah. I am one of the few, the very few that don't die. In oh, spoiler alert! Uh, Come on, <laughs> no, I don't need to watch it anymore. But it leaves it open for a sequel. I just saw it recently again. Like I haven't seen it since 1980 or 81 or something when it came out. But um, it was that was only the second movie I ever shot, and um, we we watched it. We had a we had a screening uh, and a cast reunion about two years, maybe a year and a half ago in Toronto. And it's really a good movie. Oh, it is. Like it is. It, it is. is. And you know, it's it's reminiscent of that era too. Like there was so many yes. so many movies like that. This well, is the, the director, reason I still look. I'm still looking for Fangoria magazines from the eighties. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my god! Well, you know, the director of Happy Birthday to Me also directed The Grapes of Wrath, I believe. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And and maybe High Noon, maybe, but The Grapes of Wrath, for sure. He was an older man from um, Hollywood. And yeah. I don't know how they got him, but he was he, he, his big thing was he always wanted more blood. More, yeah. more <laughs> blood, more blood. <laughs> Not enough blood, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it sounds so cliche, doesn't it? Imagine that. I mean, you're, I guess you're so lucky to have... a. Oh, is it like the golden years of of, of horror films, it weren't they? Amazing. The 80s, yeah. They, they Being a part me, of that. 
They call me the Scream Queen, the Canadian Scream Queen. <laughs> Back then, seriously, because I was in so many of them. Yeah. And if you think about think about my scream in X Men when I'm going through the roof and I'm going through all those after mm. Mystique, you know, yeah, I yeah. find out who Mystique is, and I find out that Captain Marvel is inside me, and I'm and I'm yeah, trying to binary. get yeah. her out of my mind, yeah. and I have this creepy, huge, long scream. So. I was known as the Scream Queen in Canadian horror films back That's in amazing. the 80s. That's amazing. What, yeah. you, you did another movie where they couldn't fake people through phones. Yes. It was called Bells. Bells. That was the first name of it. Then they changed the name to something else. It was called yeah. Bells with Richard Chamberlain. Yeah. Oh, really? The funny thing is yeah. DC Comics just recently did a like an event within the DC Universe where yes. they could infect people through technology. And I, and I was like, oh, that's your movie. They've already and, done and, that. Yeah. And <laughs> what was the other one? Scanners was also similar oh, Scanners. To well, Sal yeah. did yeah, it I as well. Yeah, I was that so, one. Yeah. Michael Ironside was, though. Yes, yeah. that's it. That's it. Yeah. Michael Ironside. I'm still, I can his... still picture that, that co- cover as well. Yes. <laughs> 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 I know. I they're, know all, right? they're all up here. Let me tell you, they're all up here. I yeah. know. I, know. I, I think I should have well, a video. So. I think I should have a VHS video wall similar to the comic wall, where it's just those classic, classic covers yes. from the VHS yeah. boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, you're you're right in a way. I was I was really lucky to be part of that. Although, yeah. as an actor and someone who's like a you know a serious actor, I always wished we were doing more than just horror films because I looked at the films Australia was making and I was like, oh, if only I could get a part like, you know, like my brilliant career or Gallipoli or those great films. And I don't know, we just weren't doing too many of them. Yeah. How did you move from that? How did you move from that into voice acting? Um, Well, I started off in theater, right? I started off doing live theater, which is the rock opera on the life of Marilyn Monroe. Then that led to me doing movies and television uh, for a number of years. And I didn't do so much theater because I was busy shooting. And plus it paid more. <laughs> yeah. and, then, um, and then I started doing theater in between because I really missed theater. And, uh, and eventually, when I, t- I was 20 when I started. So by the time I was 30, uh, 30, 31, I ran into uh, some folks at a party in Toronto and they recognized me and, oh, you're Lenore Zan. Wow, you know, we love your work and everything. It was a theater party. And they said, look, we've got a little play that uh, a Canadian has written and uh, you're perfect for one of the roles in it. I don't suppose you'd ever think about doing like a a play in Toronto for like hardly any money (laughs) again. And I said, well, you know, I said, you know, it depends on the script, to be honest. I'm always looking for really good roles. So it was a, it was a show called Unidentified Human Remains and the True Nature of Love. And that play has been done around the world in different countries. I'm sure it's been done in Australia. Yeah. Probably in Sydney or maybe in Melbourne. I'm not sure. But no, they they actually did a movie of it. Again, they didn't want to use the original cast, unfortunately. But it was called Human Remains. Yeah. Okay. called Human Remains. So anyway, I did that. And I did it for about, boy, nine months in Canada, in Toronto. It was a huge, huge hit. And then Americans saw the show and decided they wanted to do it in Chicago and off-Broadway in New York. And they asked me to come with the show, and I was the only Canadian chosen to be in the American production. So I got to go to America, do the show in Chicago, and then New York, off-Broadway, 
and I got working papers and all that to live there. And at that time, my agent in Toronto said, hey, Lenore, there's a new series. It's animated, but I think you're perfect to play this role in it. Um, could you, you know, audition for this one of these female characters that you're that they're looking for a a sexy husky low female voice with a southern accent and i had played a lot of those characters already in film so that's i i ended up skipping the first auditions because i was just i i I couldn't wrap my head around doing animations um and then i was back in toronto and they said please come to the callbacks because they haven't found the right actress yet and I know it's because it's you so I went to the audition I put the headphones on in the studio the producers were all in Los Angeles they'd given me a character drawing like the one I've got up on my wall Mm. and I immediately could relate to her sassiness and everything you know and and I just did the first lines that they had written which were um (sighs) I remember when I was 13 I had me a boyfriend (laughs) <laughs> Had me a boyfriend till I kissed him. Poor boy went into a coma for three days. <laughs> Thought so if I touched anybody, it just drove the life right out of him. I don't know, Beast. You know everything. What makes us like the way we are anyway? Amazing. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, oh, I gotta get a little hot. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> That's amazing. And that was it. Yeah. So mm. I heard these screams coming from the studio in Los Angeles, and one of them was this Larry Houston, who mm. you know now he's in these comic cons with me, and they they just went, "That's her. Where'd she come from? Don't let her leave." <laughs> and, that was, and that was it. Oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm a little bit younger than Ben and Neville. So a bit, I was yeah. actually Half born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was born like in 1990. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, the X-Men were my before school cartoons, you know, like uh, that, that was on the TV. Uh, and because of the X-Men, I was always late to school. It was always the last show on <laughs> in like the, the one. And then so you rush. <laughs> is there anything that, yeah. Not and fair. then you would rush and I'd always be late. Uh, could you so, apologize so to, to say, all my previous teachers? <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> Lenore, at this stage, you have to be responsible for the fact that Mike works in the factory right now. That, that's, that's on you, man. <laughs> right, right, exactly. You, you know you what? You can finally get that note. That's okay. Absolutely. It's worth uh, it because I'll bet you learned more from that show than you did from many other lessons in some ways. And, and you know because, what? That, that's, right? the nat- that's the nature of the that's X-Men it. show, right? That is the intent is. of the comic. It's the intent of the... It, it, it's something that without being preachy actually yes. gave you that message, right? And it was exactly. really good. Yeah. And to be honest, again, that's thanks to Larry Houston and Eric and Julia Leewald who wrote it. Yeah. Because they wrote it so well, and it wasn't preachy, but it touched on so many different yeah. layers of society. And, you know, the whole thing, like, when I look back and I realize that Larry, who was creating it, is a black man, I believe that part of the reason why it touches so many souls is because he was looking at life with his experience, yeah. too, about, you know... Yeah. Yes, and, and Stan Lee was amazing that way, too, about how we're all in this together and it, mm. it's okay to be different. We're all a bunch yeah. of, 
misfits and you know having, having read so many of those comics over the years dating back from the 60s 70s 80s right um the the writers who made an impact got that it wasn't just yes. an action comic where you fight a villain because exactly there's so many comics like that if it's about a message like that and they they you know they get it right that's that's yeah. the comics that become the classics and i think the show did it so well so yeah what was really cool was Me too. um we we went to San Diego Comic Con last year, Neville and I, and um, Larry Houston was actually there in the Artist Alley. Uh, yeah. he, oh. he had posters done. He yeah. had uh, some sales. He was selling caps, T-shirts, and all that as well. Uh, what was really cool to see was that every time I walked past his table, there were a line of people and there were families, you know, and yes. all just getting into it. And you could tell that it was, I think predominantly the parents that were there for him. You know, like, I'm like, I grew yes. up with this, you know. And the parents and are telling the kids, I'll, you know, show, it, I'll yeah. show you the cartoon when we get home. <laughs> and like, they go like, this is, you know, prime cartoons is what, you know, what Larry was putting together. And they're going like, we'll show you. You're not going to be watching Paw Patrol or Peppa Pig anymore. Like we're getting onto X-Men. Yes, yeah. right. And to be honest, as we've been going to these Comic-Cons, and as it's now showing on, you know, Disney Plus, and it was on Netflix, more and more young, younger kids are really getting into it now. Amazing, so yeah, it is. It is because that—that's the thing. They don't identify with it as being a cartoon from thirty years ago, they or twenty years ago. They identified with something that's on now, and it's great, and it's quality, and as yes. it shows you when it stands the test of time. It's like good music. It doesn't care when yeah. nobody cares when it comes from. If it's good, it's good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And yep. and to be honest, also what's going on in the world right now, where there are some world leaders who are trying to put boundaries between walls between people and you know races and nations and mm. it, and different types of people. It's really sad. And that show, I mean it speaks to all of that. Mm -hmm. And if you, and if you think about it, one of the guys in government that's in the X-Men co cartoon comics, looks like Pence. He's got that huh. white hair. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I forget what his name is, but he looks like, he looks like Pence. Yeah. And so I think people can, you know, they can really relate to it. Um, yeah. A lot of kids who tell me they raced home from school, threw themselves over the couch, wouldn't even, didn't want to have to eat anything until, you know, they just, turn on the TV and that was the first thing they do when they That's came exactly home. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy, um, Lenore, you were also uh, like your transition from, from this into politics, because I think this is all the stuff. It's the same type of people. We enjoy, I guess, the content uh, from a collecting point of view, we mm. we uh, we really like the, the conservation of it. Like I know you're a conservationist as well. Um, yes. And, and I guess that, that that sensible middle moral ethical ground that you know yeah. a lot of the concepts of these early 80s uh comics were built around like it gave you what we're just saying gave you a lesson as well as entertained you and but a, a lot of the things like we love i know um neville in particular and mike we love saving things you know like whether that's yeah. Whether that's something like an artifact from 50 years ago, whether yeah. it's maintaining the piece the of path, yeah, the ocean, uh, and building. Totally. Similar vein goes through all of us. I'm I'm clumsily trying to um, put into prose what um, what I'm I'm thinking right now is that it's like an appreciation. 
Yeah, hundred percent, right? and it's a recognition too. For, yeah, yeah, for like the past, and also acknowledging that it has a place in today's society, and instead of just being like a throwaway society where it's like, oh well, like what I only paid five dollars for it, ah, throw it away, yeah. throw yeah. it out the window, throw it in the trash. I don't care if it dirties up, whatever, just throw it out. I'll buy a yeah. new one. To be honest, yes, I think that that. It, you know, we, those of us who are artists in particular, um, recognize the chain, you know, that, that links us to the past. And to be honest, sometimes when you look at this, the sadness of some of these, um, uh, like, militias that are starting up, like ISIS and stuff overseas, where they just want to destroy the past. Oh, like, like the Buddha. Even... That giant yeah. Buddha. Remember that? Oh, that yeah. just makes me cry, you know, me where they too. blew it up. Yeah. Right. Or or the poor old archaeologist who was like in his 80s who had looked after one particular city in the Middle East there for yeah. his whole whole life and they they took him and killed him in the in the public square when they came in. Mm. For what? For, for for protecting the artifacts and sending them out and sending a distress signal to France and all these other countries where they well they brought these artifacts of antiquity to save mm. them. Mm. And then they came in and they and they killed him. Like it just that hurts me to the quick. It's and it's a little bit, to be honest, like people who are these conspiracy theorists who don't want to know science. They don't care what the facts are. They just mm. hook onto an idea and they just want to regurgitate it to 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 get people all riled up about something. And the, and it's bad for the youth. It's bad for young people who are watching. Um, social media who 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 then lose an appreciation for education and the yeah. facts yeah, yeah. Right? absolutely yeah like we grew but up it's with denial of facts more than anything yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. but we we grew up with x-men and uh and and t-man and Chira and all of that turtles. Type of stuff. the kids these days turtles yeah. the kids are growing <laughs> up with um with Adventure Time, so they get an existential crisis where we got a, <laughs> a moral lesson, yes, you know. So yes, yes. I fear Although, for the future, Lenore. I fear for the future. <laughs> oh God! Well, I'll tell you, I was, you know, I was on, uh, I was on the Turtles for a while. I mm. played a Chikara. She was like a, um, ja she was Japanese. I had to do a Japanese accent for that one. Uh, I did it while I was living in New York City, and she was like um, a sorceress uh, warrior teacher that came back from the past or something and had to train the, the, the turtles. So I was living in New York at the time doing my, doing my play, I think, or right after that, and uh, they asked me if I could, my agents in New York asked if I could do a Japanese accent, and I said, of course, which, you know, I'd never done one before. <laughs> of course, so, though. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's a good starting point, yes. is of course. <laughs> right, right. And then I rented a few movies, incl including The Last Samurai. <laughs> yeah. <It's, laughs> and I just kept playing that over and over and over. And then <laughs> I went in and did the audition and got it. So, so I was on that one, too. Fantastic. That's crazy. Yeah. What I like is uh, I like that you got to take Rogue over to Spider Man for a handful yes. of issues to uh, a yeah. handful of episodes, which was awesome to see. Uh, yeah. I always thought that Rogue was that accepting character. Like when Nightcrawler came along, so Kurt Wagner, 
uh, a lot of the X-Men sort of shunned him to begin with, you know, like it was a little bit like weird and Rogue was always like, no, nah, like give him a chance. And then right. to see Rogue go over to uh, Spider-Man where mm-hmm. you've got Peter Parker who feels no self-worth and you sort of help with that too. Like it was awesome to see that Rogue's purpose of bringing people up got to go across mm-hmm. into another universe as well. You know what? Thank you for reminding me of that because right now, I mean, that is who I am. That's why Rogue, I relate to her so much. I I just, I can relate to every part about Rogue, which is probably why my agent at the time said, Lenore, they haven't cast you yet. They're waiting, waiting. you're the one, you know. But right now, my community is going through this horrible, um, you know, this horrible situation where we had this, mass shooting 22 innocent people in the middle of the country in a rural tiny little communities 16 crime scenes right Jesus. um wow. it's just and, and within 13 hours like a horrible horrible and he dressed up like a police officer in a fake police car that's, that's so yeah, so we are all like reeling. And my job, I believe, as the member of parliament for the area is to just give love and kindness and understanding and empathy to everybody who is suffering. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and and that's where my, my strengths as the person who created Rogue, you know, I can't fly, I can't pick up buildings, I can't do any of that stuff, but I have that heart and soul of yeah. rope that I think is meant to try and help heal people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. That's perfect. It's a sure. um, sad sign of the times, isn't it? Um, I, it I work is. for a, I work for a, uh, I work for a zoo here in Melbourne. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. And, and it's uh, one of the sad things that when we go through like our emergency management plans and stuff like that, we have drills for active shooters. Now it's the, it's the world what? we live in. Now we have drills to help us deal with when we have active shooters. Really? At the yes, zoos, absolutely. yeah. yeah. Have yeah. they come to any zoos? Well, oh, that's just, the thing is, when, yeah, it's just disaster recovery, right? It's yeah, yeah. Okay. When, you, worst. when you manage a public place, these are the things okay. you have to think about now. Right. You know, is yeah. what if someone does this? 20 years right. ago, you wouldn't even thought of that. You know, yeah. about exactly, that. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, my heart also goes out to you guys. You know, I was following the Australian wildfires and, the poor little oh, it's been crazy this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we we had yeah. Some of those fires went for four months and it yeah. killed millions of animals. It's, yeah, it's like a been, billion animals, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So part of my organisation is just building capacity. So there's not much you can do once those animals are burnt. That's it. But what we can do with because people are so generous with uh, globally with with mm. donors nations that we're looking at building our capacity to deal with the next thing because i think around the world we all realize that these are here to stay now like whether it's wildfires in in western uh you know united states whether it's bushfires Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. um in eastern australia the with with uh global weather patterns we should just expect these as the new norm like there's just a fire season now so we really need to prepare ourselves for it you know that that uh, it's just going to happen and it's going to be and, a regular thing from now on. And to do whatever we can to, to mitigate and prevent more damaging climate change. Yeah. 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 We Correct. have to do that. You can't just accept it, it is what it is, right? You've yeah. got to do something about it. You know, and as somebody per- who is in government, that that's, you know, we are, we are actually, my government is introducing more and more environmentally um, friendly and more, uh, 
like energy, you know, things for energy, for new types of energy yeah. instead of just the same old coal, yeah. oil, and gas, and all yeah. of those things that are hurting the environment, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. But, yeah, uh, you, you might be you might be pleased to hear when the Australian bushfires were going on and all those little koalas and everybody were, you know, they were all getting just burnt and, and people were saving them and they needed to be rescued and looked after. Um, I started a little project here in my riding in Nova Scotia with the school children, all the little elementary school kids and their teachers, because they were upset by seeing all these little animals suffering. Mm -hmm. So we started a program called Coins for Koalas. Oh, my <laughs> lovely. It's <laughs> amazing. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> and so they, got, they had these little jars and they took them around and, they, and as soon as they'd gotten $40 or fifty dollars together, we mm. adopted a koala for oh, the kids. Lovely. But, so the whole classrooms got. Sometimes they adopted ten koalas, mm. yeah. and they were so proud wow. of themselves that they and and the koalas, you know, they had a name and everything. But yeah, yeah, you get a little certificate. Yeah, yeah, they get a little certificate. And then some of them raised up so much more money that they wanted to then buy, uh, put money towards uh, more eucalyptus, like planting eucalyptus yeah. groves. Yep. So, yeah. so there's a whole bunch of money over there from little Nova Scotian oh, elementary yeah. school children. <laughs> That's amazing, eh? Yeah. That's, That's awesome. amazing. And it shows you what one, one small contribution can make a big difference, right? That's oh, really yeah. And, and, and also the reason, too, that I wanted to do it was to make sure that children can learn that instead of feeling overwhelmed by catastrophe, you can actually do something. You can turn that anxiety into action. Yeah. And that's I want I thought that was really important to spread that word as well. Yeah. So, that, you know, because there's a lot of children who are feeling you know environment and climate change anxiety yep. so what better way than to teach them early that we we need to make a difference we can make a difference and that they're part of the they're they're part of the future yep yeah i hear you and look put COVID on top of that as a as yeah. a parent i have three kids now and uh, two of them uh, are schooling from home at the moment we talk a lot about um the heroes that are the the first responders and the, the yes. medical people that are on the front line of this. I'd just like to personally shout out to all the teachers out there because I now realise what you go through on a daily basis. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Please, please, when can this be over? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know teachers. I come from a family of teachers. So mm. I am well aware. My sister's a teacher. She's a guidance counsellor. And my mm. parents were both teachers. Mm. And interestingly enough, we the reason we actually left Australia and came to Canada was because uh, at the time there was a shortage of teachers in Canada and there were a lot in Australia, probably the baby boomers and, and all yeah. that. So Prime Minister of Canada, Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau, the father of our current Justin, Minister, yeah. Justin Trudeau, he put out a call to Australian teachers and said, please come to Canada, immigrate to Canada. We'll give you, we'll pay you well, you know, we'll do, we'll do good things for you. Um, and so we sailed over from Sydney Harbour in, the, wow. in 1968. We yeah. sailed over and uh, there were 2,000 Australian teachers on board the SS Canberra. Wow. And that's how, Canberra. We, that's how we came, that's how we came to, to Canada. That's crazy. So, yeah, so I want to shout out to your first responders and your teachers and the nurses and the fire the fireies. 
And I'm so sorry that you lost um, firefighters. But one thing I did because I was able to was I reached out to our prime minister's office and our, um, our Department of Defense and also to our international um, global affairs minister and asked if there was more we could do for Australia for the for the fires. And, and they that's when they they also put a bunch of people sent them over from Canada and I believe sent some some kinds of water, like planes, yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Planes or something the, like that. The bombers, so, yeah. Yep, yeah, the that's bombers. it. Yeah, yep. so I was begging them for that. I mean, I was crying every night. I couldn't go to sleep because you're on a different time zone than me. Yeah. So I'd be <laughs> doing my work in the day and then staying up all night watching the videos on Facebook and watching all the news stories and crying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was it was tough. We had people in the field that they were just, you know, they um, were dealing with the the growing animal crisis there, and a lot of it just becomes about a recovery mission, you know. Mm. Um, particularly with some, because we we have some very vulnerable species in in Australia. We've um, we've got a terrible track record of looking after animals. Mm -hmm. So you've got some some species which are um, teetering on the edge of extinction, and unfortunately, yeah. an event like this can wipe out a whole population, basically a whole species in one go. So. A lot of our our efforts were focused on yeah, species recovery and making sure that everything was um, in terms of conservation. We had a triage going on of where we needed to put the, our most efforts just to, like in many cases, save save species instead of just individuals. Yeah, yeah. good for you. Anyway. Thank you for that work. That's so important, you know. And and I want to put a shout out to all of the folks that are working with with your with you with recovery of the animals mm. and looking after the animals and. Oh, and, and just going out and trying to find them. I, I know there were like little wallabies and all, I mean, yep. you had, yeah. so did you have some species that were, were actually have gone extinct or have? No, no, no. We, 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 the, the, we got very lucky with a lot of the, especially the, um, the alpine species that we have mm -hmm. like, um, um, pygmy mountain possums, uh, lead oh, right. possums. Yeah. 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 Anyway, you know what? As much as I could talk about this all day, I fear that our listeners probably start going, oh, as important as animals are, tell me more about comic books and stuff. <laughs> i got to say, it's a pleasure to talk with you, and I can't wait to get back home to Australia. And I'll make sure to come to Melbourne and visit when I do. Yeah, Absolutely. That would be amazing. Yeah. Welcome here anytime. Really appreciate you taking the time to join us. No anyway, problem. It's been, a, it's been such a great show. Yeah, uh, so uh, yeah and you've just you blown my childhood brain. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm still in awe right now. Yeah. I'm off to watch Happy Birthday to Me. That's what I'm doing yeah. for the rest yeah, of the yeah. yeah. I think I think we should have a watch party with um, X Men's first episode with Rogue, with Rogue Jonathan, yeah. and we can do Absolutely. podcast commentary. Let's do it, and then of course next weekend on May the first on Twitter on uh, Marvel at Marvel, I think it's called. They're going to show the second episode, second episode of the series. So perfect. If anyone's out there, check in with that, and I'm at. At, at Zan Lenore on Twitter. Perfect. So with that, I want to say, you look about as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. <laughs> Thank you very much. much. Thank you. See you later. Bye, Thank you. Bye-bye. Come to Australia. Bye, Mike. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. And that is a wrap. Thanks again for listening. I'm going to leave you guys with Mars by Torrential Thrill. Have a ball. Enjoy. And as always, Provide a review, subscribe, follow, and provide us feedback. We love it. Thanks, guys. <laughs>